Hello, everyone, and welcome to Interactions and Attractions, a podcast that explores rural tourism and all that North Carolina has to offer. I'm your host, Carol Klein, part of the Uplift program and a tourism professor at Appalachian State University. And I am so excited to embark on this adventure with all of our listeners and special guests. In this podcast, we'll be exploring the ins and outs of the tourism industry through conversations with some of the brightest minds in the industry. From seasoned tourism experts to inspiring community leaders and valuable state partners, we'll hear their stories, insights, and passions for the destinations that they hold dear. Come along with us to discover how tourism can aid the local economy, preserve ecosystems, and celebrate the diversity of our cultures. Welcome everyone. Welcome Angela Allen. We are here with the director of the Granville Tourism Development Authority. And let me just clarify that is Granville County Tourism Development Authority. Welcome Angela. I am so excited that you are here on Interactions and Attractions. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on. I have definitely been looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, I remember when uh, we first came to Granville County, um, just being blown away with all of the amazing programs that you have going on uh, based out of the TDA, the Tourism Development Authority, meeting you, your your personality, how, how you are just a leader in your community and everyone respects you so much. Um, I'm really excited to get into some questions with you. Um, so if, with your permission, I'm going to dive right in. Um, That's so, all right, let's make it happen. Let's make magic happen. Um, so Granville County, where is that? That is actually in the north central part of North Carolina. We are literally just 30 minutes um, north of Durham, and we're about 45 minutes away from Raleigh. So it makes us really convenient. And then we're probably about 20 minutes from actually the Virginia line. So I like to think of as the northern hub of North Carolina. That's just Angela's personal. Oh, well, that's, that's what we want. That's what we want. We want all of Angela's personal take on things. Um, so that's cool. That makes it really easy for folks in Raleigh, Durham, the, uh, the whole entire greater triangle area to, to come visit you. Um, so, that's part I love. Yes. So what is the county seat uh, in, in Granville County? So the county seat is Oxford, and that's the great part about it. It is in the central part of the county, um, which I tell people a lot of times, this county is a long county. That's why we touch all different parts of Triangle and also uh, the border for Virginia. So we're kind of all in the middle part, and the great part is Oxford is kind of centered around all of that. Amazing. Okay, so so what do you consider the most unique thing about your community, about your county? So for me, that is really it. It's location, honestly, yeah. because we are centrally located. So we kind of give you all the best of all the different worlds, to be honest with you. I always tell people Granville County can be actually considered like an alternative to where you're at. You know, it's kind of your yin to your everyday yang. Mm -hmm. So 
really can actually escape. You can actually get away. But guess what? It's really right there in your backyard and it's really only steps away. So you can come here to relax. You can come to create your own space. Uh, you can pretty much get involved with the things we have going on in our communities, whether it's recreation or special events. But we're kind of that unique niche in North Carolina where you kind of get the best of all worlds. You got away, but you didn't have to go far to do it. Exactly. Not far at all. Um, so so what do you what do you think are the challenges? Um being, you know, you, you head up the, the DMO, the destination marketing organization, you head up, um, the TDA, the tourism development authority. Um, what are the challenges for you? Honestly, the challenges is that I'm a one woman show. Um, so like I said before, you know, yes, we are a smaller rural County, but for that reason, staffing can be a little bit limited. And as you can see, I cover a large space. Um, so um, as you said, the county seat is Oxford, um, but we also have Butner and Creedmoor that are also very viable um, areas. Then we have Stovall and STEM. And let's not even talk about all the little nicks and crannies that are up in the northern parts and in the southern parts. So from that aspect, it is a lot to cover. Mm -hmm. As but more more of a challenge when you are doing it by yourself. So I would probably say that's probably the biggest challenge for me is being able to promote effectively across the county um, and trying to make sure, yes, you want to get those pieces that media and other entities are interested in, but you also want to make sure you're covering the whole county. So a person won't just visit one area or one event or one recreational park. You kind of want them to spread out. Sure. Yeah. You want, you want the impact, the economic impact of tourism to be felt throughout the county, throughout the region. Um, and you want the visitor to enjoy all the things that uh, your, your area has to offer. You know, so yesterday in class, I was telling my introductory students, um, this is an introduction to hospitality and tourism management course. I was explaining to them um, the relationship between hotels, occupancy mm -hmm. tax, and the budget for a DMO. And it strikes me that, you know, when you were talking about how you're a one woman show, you know, well, why is that, right? Why, why are the uh, resources for DMOs limited within more rural counties? And, you know, do you want to explain that? Do you want me to explain that? Pretty much have hit the nail on the head. That's it, because our budget comes from the occupancy tax that our hotels give us um, on a monthly basis. And honestly, that's all of our budget. That's it. So I am not in a major city like Raleigh or Durham or even Asheville or Wilmington that you have a plethora of hotel and lodging um, options. We have a few handful, I'll be honest with you, Carol, that are very active in what we do mm -hmm. and actively promote themselves um, to for us to be a destination for people. But it's true quantity. Yeah. Definitely not quality, but definitely quantity of hotels and lodging that actually determines your budget. So yes, that's why I'm a one woman. Uh, even though I have all the assets and I can definitely offer a lot of things to visitors at the yeah. end of the day, 
it is the resources that actually allow us to do what we do. Awesome. So, so Raleigh, Durham, Charlotte, Winston-Salem, Wilmington, all these larger places have more hotels. More hotels yeah. mean more hotel rooms. More hotel yes. rooms mean more occupancy tax being collected on those hotel rooms. Every time someone stays in it, they pay a sales tax as well as the occupancy tax. And then more right. occupancy tax means a larger budget for that DMO. Am I following that? Much so. <laughs> yeah. That, and, and I'm happy to say that we did do a nice little bounce back um, from um, the pandemic time that we were in and everything. But still, when you literally compare it, honestly, to the millions of dollars that other destination has, we definitely don't have as much resources to be able to um actually promote and market our destinations. Right, right. Uh, excellent. Okay, not excellent. That's the situation, but... You work with what you got. You work with what you got. And you are successful with what you got. You are. Absolutely. Um, uh, so, so, so let's talk about you for a minute. Let's talk about your career. Um, where, what do you, what do you do in your current role? Like what is a, a, a one woman show in a TDA do in her, in her world? What, what is your role? What do you consider your role in rural tourism? I'm going to put it as simple as I know how, because I have been at this role for about eight years. And what always is my constant reminder of how long I have been here and the growth that has happened. I actually look at my daughter. Her name is Allison. And she was four years old when I started this particular role. And now she's a whopping 12 year old seventh grader that is keeping me busier more than no competition with my job right now. Right. <laughs> it's out of time that I'm spending with her. But it was just as simple, honestly, and one of the challenges when I started this particular role, because that so is a question that I got all the time. What do you do? How do you do it? And I literally had to put it very simple to my daughter at the time that was four. She asked the question. She was always inquisitive, always wanting to know what mommy was doing, you know, my little shadow. So she was just like, so mommy, what's your job? And I said, well, Allison, honestly, my job is to tell people where to find the fun in our community. Now, as I describe it to a much older person, <laughs> middle school age, and teach them how to spend their money while they're having fun. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. That is basically kind of the mantra that I've kind of used over the years. And that fun looks like so many different things to different people. I'm happy to say that we're really excited about some of our annual events that bring people in, but there are parks and recreation that we can also tell people about. There are downtown retail shops and destinations for restaurants and just so many entities that could bring people into our area and really kind of figuring out how all of them work together to actually bring in visitors to our community. So I'm always constantly thinking of how do I tie this to this? How do I bring them in for just more than that? How do I get with groups, organizations, organizers, and let's all make this picture, this welcome mat of Granville County welcoming and inviting to all. And there are so many strategies and techniques to that, but that kind of really sums it up is how do we create this welcome mat that people want to come back and visit and even possibly Carol, I see comment, 
economic development, even possibly look to live here. Oh, right. Relocation and and visiting a place and relocating to a place, very, very connected. Um, and, and it's a big strategy. A lot of times, uh, economic developers, realtors, all the folks who want you to come buy a house in a community, they absolutely tap into um, former visitor markets or, yeah, visitor markets. Definitely. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And you, and so your brain is always working. You're, cause you, cause all those things you just said, it, that's, yeah, exactly. It doesn't shut off. It doesn't shut off. The, the listeners. <laughs> Ticking, tick, 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 ticking. <laughs> the listeners can't see you, but we are both like, we're both waving our hands. Like, nope, the brain never shuts off. Never shuts nope. off. <laughs> it's funny for me. I literally have to go out of my community sometimes to shut off. Honestly. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Because even in my downtime and I may be at a local place or, or at a local event, I'm sitting there constantly thinking, okay, well, this is nice, but how do we connect it to this? And how do I get more people to come the next time? And yada, da 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 So literally for me to cut off my brain, I usually have to come outside of the area and do something completely different. Yeah, but I know you. I know you. I don't know you for long, but I know you, Angela. And even when you go somewhere, you're probably like, oh, that's a good idea. I wonder if we could do this. I wonder, you know, you're you're adapting you're in your brain, you're adapting things from other places. But I have learned, Carol, is the biggest thing for me, just sit and write it down and think about it later. Yes. So yes. Right, right. Uh, um, but I try my best to kind of leave a little note for myself on my phone. And then when I get back to my office, I'm like, okay, yeah, remember when we saw this? Now think about that. The thoughts can come, but my goal is let's not keep thinking about this yep. when we're on vacation or we're taking downtime or we're yep. spending time with family or friends. So yeah, it is definitely a balance because I am a one woman show. It, it can always keep ticking, but the older I get and the more expansive we get, I'm like, okay, we can't be on all the time. Okay, man. Well, and, and, you know, it's also a good strategy to, you know, these good ideas come to us and, and just to like sit on them for a second. Um, because I, I, I think it, you're like me, Angela, you, th you think of some ideas, they're very exciting. Can't do them all. So it's good just to like percolate on it for a minute before we start charging down the road to do them. Yeah. And, and something I learned for myself like years ago, I was like, nobody has to move at the speed of Angela. It's really okay. <laughs> and a lot of times I do feel like sometimes people do have to catch up with me because I'm in the spare of the moment, especially when we're in meetings and we're in think tank sessions and things of that nature. I'll tell people in a heartbeat, yes, I will rattle off all types of ideas, but that doesn't mean we have to go after each and every one at the same exact time. It's okay to marinate. It's okay to keep the list, but do one thing at the time and do what is actually feasible first. So, so what got you into to tourism? Um, what were there any key interactions? Now, so those are interactions and attractions. Were there any key interactions that got you involved? So completely and utterly by accident. Um, and when I talk to my colleagues across the state, a lot of them have gotten into this field by complete accident. Yes, I have a communications degree uh, from UNC um, at Chapel Hill, but I don't remember any of my courses covering anything about tourism and hospitality. 
I, I did a gamut of different um, career uh, paths, um, including retail and property management. And as of recent, I was actually in healthcare for 10 years before going into this role. But what happened when I got into healthcare, I got a lot involved in this particular community because I was serving in an in-home healthcare agency. And for the latter part, I was serving actually um, in a in a facility actually that provided uh, the whole short-term rehabilitation, assisted living, all of that stuff. And I had access to the county actually through the senior services. And I met one of the most best friends and best colleagues that I've ever met in my career. Um, it was our economic development director uh, who was just retired. His name is uh, Harry Mills. He was actually working as the social worker at the senior center. So uh, we had a lot of interactions uh, between the seniors that we served and I, I did several bingos. <laughs> at the senior center, which was awesome. And when this particular role came up for tourism, he had known me for a while. I was the marketing um, and admissions director at the facility that I was working at. And literally he put it to me just really quite simple. He was like, Angela, if you can market and promote to people um, at a rough time in their life, um, a uh, interesting time in their life. Cause let's be honest, you know, dealing with health and your issues and not being able to take care of yourself is very stressful for the person and for your family that's involved. He was like, if you can turn that into a positive for family members and those that need those type of services, I really think you could promote the county. And that's what opened the door for me, Carol. I never sought this. I never thought it was an option to be honest with you. And the, the county itself was going through transition. Um, the tourism development itself had just had only one director prior to myself. So mm -hmm. it was still very new for them to even have any type of direction. <laughs> so basically, I had the opportunity to start from scratch. And it has been the best ride that I've ever had in my career marketing and promoting. I actually get to physically see the impact that I have on people's lives and their families and a community. And it's so rewarding every day. And it makes me go 110 every day because I can actually put my hand on the product. I can put my hand on the people who make these things happen. And I get to work with them, build relationship with them, have had close friendships because of it. So I really am grateful for someone who saw something in me that I did not see in myself, but I'm so grateful I took the opportunity and chance. And even though one of my favorite authors is Joyce Meyer and she says, do it scared. Mm. And it's okay. Love that. I didn't have, I didn't have a clue what I was about to do, right. but I said, I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> and I am not regretting that decision after eight years. I am looking forward to, to many, many more. I love that. Well, and you, you know, you talk about the the lives that you're impacting and, and how, you know, obviously that is um, a, a wonderful intrinsic uh, motivation, motivator, intrinsic uh, reward. Um, I want to also talk about the extrinsic awards that you've received just for a minute. Um, people might not know that there are awards in tourism that you can, you know, that you can win. Um, so in 2017, very recently, you received the Rising Star of the Destination Marketing Association of North Carolina, um, DMA NC, uh, another acronym we get to throw around. Um, the, your TDA has received top honors from, from marketing, uh, which is 
obviously one of the key things that TDA does um, from the North Carolina TIA, Travel Industry Association. Um, you uh, have received the coveted platinum and gold award in the community relations category um, because you do have those fantastic relationships uh, within your community. And um, in 2022, the TDA earned a gold award uh, for the festival season in Granville County uh, campaign, a, a marketing campaign. Um, so, I mean, you just, yeah, like you just keep going, you just keep going. So you keep getting recognized for your community building, which is not always easy, right? Uh, you know, the communities are filled with people, you know, there's people and, but, but you're, you're doing that in order to create this amazing, tangible impact, um, with visitors and with the community. That's it. And, and I'm going to tell you one of the things that probably taught me the biggest lesson that really taught me that community impact. I'll be honest with you, Carol, it was the pandemic. Mm. That point when we could not invite visitors in and everybody was staying at home, you had to reconfigure the whole way that you did your job. Um, and a lot of times that really counted on me to actually go out into my own community and help them realize there's stuff right here in your own backyard. And while I preach that and I say that to visitors outside of the area, it was imperative to do that inside because you're talking about restaurants that weren't able to open up um, to customers, especially new customers or repeat visitors. You're, you're talking about, you know, uh, retail shops that are having to go online and, and do that whole process when they never have had to do it before. So it was totally a community effort to be still able to even promote within ourselves, but also building a great pride and a great influence within your community. So when we were able to open back up and to invite people in, people had the knowledge base. They, they had the experience of knowing what they had in their own community and inviting people to enjoy it as much as they did. I love that. I love that. Um, let's change gears a minute. Um, you know, this is, uh, this podcast is, is part of Uplift. Um, Uplift is a program that is being funded um, by the Economic Development Administration, um, part of the ARPA funds, American Rescue Plan Act. And um, Granville County is one of the core counties within the uplift program so I, I i need to ask you you know we've we've been working together almost a year almost wow <laughs> i know i know we're gonna have like a a, a year celebration here coming up um probably good <laughs> what are you hoping to get out of the partnership with uplift to be honest, I really wanted to be a part of it because of the resources that you can provide my communities. Because I am a one-woman show, of course, there are opportunities out there. There are things I would love to be able to tell them. There are trainings, there are webinars, there are in-person opportunities and experiences I would love for them to be a part of. But I am so busy trying to promote them that I don't have the time to actually do trainings, resources, 
grants, different things that their businesses could actually benefit from. And then I love the factor that at the end of the three years, we'll be able to showcase that to media. It's just like you're building the blocks for them to do the best that they can and what they do, and then in turn, be able to put that on a whole nother level so others can know what they do. So that's really the the premise for me wanting to be a part of this is the resources that we could give our businesses and our organizations organizations and events um, to a whole nother level that this one little lady can't do by herself. <laughs> wow. You're hired as a promoter of the Uplift program. That was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> you're hired. It was all true. All true. <laughs> Not the fabricated. <laughs> okay, Angela. So tell me about some exciting events, some happenings coming up in your community. What's happening in Granville County? You know, I'm really excited because it's officially fall season. And I don't know about you, Carol. I mean, I enjoy summer. It's really nice, but it's really hot. <laughs> so I love the fact that we do some really cool things as the leaves begin to change and we begin to switch the coffee drinks that we're drinking and all of that good stuff. So here in Granville County, we have uh, several different pumpkin farms that actually like to open up. And we actually have uh, Dixon farms that opens up a beautiful pumpkin patch where literally you can bring your little ones out and you can definitely get your pumpkin on, but they've got all these activities, a hayride. You even have a little general store that's pretty awesome. So they will actually be open on the weekends in October. And, and speaking of that, for all of my Halloween fans, oh, we've got something for you in Granville County and it's called the Granville Haunt farm. It is one of our newest and one of our most popular fall attractions. Basically, go grab your bravest friends and your bravest family members, and you actually get to go through a drive-through drive-in. So it's like an expedition through your favorite scary movies. So you literally be in the car, you will literally go through this gigantic movie screen and you get to watch some of your favorite horror movies, which are some of your favorite characters. Nope, nope not me. <laughs> this is the great part. This is the great part, Carol. I have people that automatically tell me, no, it's not going to happen. What are you thinking? You have pop this has got to be the most family-friendly haunted drive-through trail that you've ever seen. Okay, yes, I'm not going to lie. We got your Jasons. We got your Michael Myers. But then, guess what? We got Jurassic World. We've got Ghostbusters. We even got some Hocus Pocus. And the great part, Carol, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? The best part, Carol? What? You can have your window rolled up the whole entire time. Darn right. <laughs> Darn right, I would. I, yeah. So that's the great part about the whole farm is that you can do it at your level of comfort and you can still be around your family and friends. And I'm going to guarantee you this, Carol, you're about to make some memories because you do not forget the reaction of your family and friends, those that are your scary cats and those that are your diehard uh, horror film uh, fans. So it is perfect. It's literally on Fridays and Sundays in the month of October. And of course, they're going to be open on October the 30th and the 31st. Basically, it opens at sunset. Last ticket will be sold around 1030. And they always make sure everyone that comes through is able to get through the farm. It's a lot of fun. And it is one of those 
actually one of those really good success stories, um, Carol, um, because this particular farm started out just like everybody else, very traditional. It had your corn maze. It had your haunted trail. It had a zombie paintball hayride that was very popular, an escape room, like all the things that you want to do in the fall. But as we all know, the pandemic really switched a lot of things for a lot of people. So for that particular reason, people had to reinvent themselves. And I love the people over at Granville Haunt Farm. They did just that. They actually saw it being happening at another farm and saw that it was a capability of doing a drive-through type of attraction, but still being very much so interactive with the people that came through the farm. And it was actually perfect during the pandemic. Because like I said, people could do it from the comfort of their car, the characters, the scenes, everything was set up in a way that you could really enjoy yourself, but you could kind of be in your little family bubble. And it's amazing to me that they had such a great response out of it. They have continued this years later. They have not even gone back to the previous model because of that. So it is definitely one of those success stories that I'm really proud of. And at a time when we really could not invite a lot of people in our area, it was the perfect attraction for people that were transitioning from the pandemic coming back out into the world. So yeah, it's one of my favorites to talk about in the fall season um, for us. But yeah, that's just a testament of our community and how well we work together and everything. And I'm just going to plug a couple of more things. Um, We have in our area, a very well-known, and I still say somewhat kept secret, we have Cedar Creek Gallery that is in the Creedmoor area. And basically, I love this particular gallery because at any point, at any time you walk into the gallery, you can actually see over 200 different types of artists being featured, not only in Granville County, not only in North Carolina, uh, not only in United States, but in several other different countries. Amazing. So Angela, before we go, um, tell me about, tell me and the listeners about another tourism success story. What does that look like locally? You had mentioned some earlier. Give us one more. Okay. So one thing I found out during the pandemic, of course, you know, there was a lot of grant opportunities um, that people were given to do promotion that was all about healthy living and being within COVID and all of that great stuff. Um, And honestly, like I said, the Haunt Farm was definitely one that came out and pivoted, but it also happened for tourism. Like, I had to rethink how I was going to do my job now. You know, we we needed to get assets on on people using their masks. We needed to get assets on how they could get outside safely and all of that. And I literally had to hire a photographer, you know, to be able to do this, to, to actively promote us as we were at that particular time. And this is sometimes how in tune you have to be sometime as a tourism entity and kind of think outside of the box. I'll be honest with you, Carol, it was a simple scrolling on Facebook, which I found myself doing periodically during different parts of the day. But during the pandemic, oh, that's where I got all my content from, honestly, because I had to know what my local people were doing. I had to know what needed to promote it, what would help them out. I came across our little Granville, and they call themselves Granville Little Theater. It is the community group um, of performers. And of course, they were completely shut down during the pandemic. They could not do shows. They could not do fundraisers. They couldn't do anything that could possibly bring them income. Right. 
and they needed the help and they were literally asking people to sponsor them and, and be able to do it. So light bulb moment for Angela. I said, Hmm, okay, I've got to do these new assets and I've got to find people to do them. Why not let's sit down and have a conversation? So I literally met with their board and we kind of fleshed out an idea in order to help them, we would be a sponsor of their particular group for that year. But in turn, they could provide the talent for the assets that we needed to actively promote ourselves as a community. And it has been one of the best partnerships. I'll be honest with you, Carol. And I have actually been able to use them from year to year because that is a hard thing overall, just in the tourism entity space is getting those for real life, for real people, enjoying themselves in your community and being able to portray that in media. I've used them on billboards. I've used them in videos. I've used them on social media. And I love the fact that when I do post something and yes, it's directed towards the visitors, I literally get by tagging somebody else. I saw you in this picture, <laughs> you know, and, and it's been really great just community effort that I actually love. And they utilized it honestly to get themselves back on the map too, um, for as far as casting people for their production. So it's kind of twofold. They get to cast for their productions and they get to cast talent for us so that we can able to promote and put more information out there about the community. So that's definitely a success story that has continued on. And I thoroughly enjoyed working with that particular group from year to year. Well, and, and a great another great example of how relationships are key and how your job is building relationships and nurturing and, and bringing the community together. Definitely. And, and those people are the same people that are working in your restaurants, working in your retail shops, they volunteer at your area events. So it just makes it come full circle. And when they can see themselves, you know, literally in a spotlight, literally enjoying a meal or out there on a canoe or anything of that nature, so it gives a sense of pride for your community. So it is definitely a whole circle type of experience for them and for me. And that pride, that community pride in, a, uh, that is like one of the best things, non-economic best things that tourism can do. That's it. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, when those visitors come to your area and, and they want to talk, guess who they're going to talk to? A local person, mm -hmm. you know, and, and if they're at our brewery or if they are out at one of our lakes, you know, you want them to be knowledgeable. You want them to say, yeah, we come to this place and fish all the time. Or, hey, did you know this was the first female veteran owned brewery in the state of North Carolina? To hear that come out of one of your patrons type of things or somebody you've known for a while. it I don't know. It just rings more true to the person mm -hmm. that's coming mm -hmm. to visit. And it's more than just about the event or the attraction or the experience. It's actually being interwoven into that particular community. Love that. All right, Angel Allen, last question. Um, what is your favorite attraction in the state? Sorry, Carol, you went out. Oh, okay. Okay. Try that one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a weird reaction. Uh <laughs> I know. Wait a minute. I, I'm not hearing anything she's saying. Yeah, I asked the question and you're like, nothing. I'm like, Oh, that's weird. Something's happening. Oh, okay. Didn't hear anything. 
Try. All right, Angela Allen, last question. What is your favorite attraction in the state? Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you, Carol. You know, when you do these podcasts and everything, you're giving a whole list of questions and things of that nature. I'm gonna tell you, this one stumped the mess out of me. <laughs> one thing I'm very fortunate being in this role and being a part of different associations throughout the state and doing different conferences and meeting colleagues from all over the place, Oh my God, I've done more traveling in the last eight years across North Carolina than I probably would have ever done not being in this industry. So, oh my God, it is the hardest thing for me to figure out because honestly, I love being in the hip scene that's in downtown Winston-Salem. But then I turn around and I go and take a hike up in Asheville somewhere. And then who knows, I might be on the back end of a farm that I have no clue I'm in in another county. So, I'm going to be honest with nope, you. No, nope, no, nope. you're stalling. You're stalling. What, what? stalling. It's truly my favorite thing. It literally what? being in the state. What? No, is truly my no, favorite ma'am. Thing. no, ma'am. What is your favorite attraction in the state? Oh, that's not fair because no, I cannot literally think of one. Like they're all my favorites to be nope. honest. With you. They can't but, be. But, nope. but if you, if, if you want me to really pinpoint just one area that mm-hmm. I like to go to, like every single year. Um, I will say Oak Island is probably one of my favorites. Just I need to get away. I need to deep plug. I need to just be around some friends and just enjoy the atmosphere. It's not, it's one of the not so much crowded um, beaches that we have in North Carolina. And it has almost that small town feel to it, even though it's on the beach, which just blows my mind to begin with. So, you know, you have that one restaurant that everybody goes to, or this one place that people hang out at um, after hours and everything. And you really truly get a whole sense of that community, just experience the not plethora of options. It's just like really cool. So it, I love the beach. I've always been a beach bum. I, I've always probably will be. But like if there's a beach that I would go to and completely disconnect and just enjoy my friends and enjoy the community that's in that beach, I would definitely say Oak Island. So you made me forced to do that. But I just want your listeners to know that was such a hard thing for me to think of. I'm in this industry. I get to meet so many of great colleagues. I get to visit so many places through my associations that I enjoy every experience that I possibly have. But yeah, to Debla, to actually get away, I choose that one just for you, Carol. All right. Oak Island Beach. Well, a- Angela, this has been so great. I have I have enjoyed so much. I have enjoyed everything you've said. Um, I, I, I know now where to get my pumpkin on. Uh, we talked about occupancy tax. I know the one haunted farm I am going to stay away from. And we said it was like, you know, it would, it would create memories and I'm not sure I want I want those memories of, of how I would embarrass myself. <laughs> It'll be just between me and you. All right. Good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We'll edit this out. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> Angela, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Always lovely seeing you and look forward to the next time it's in person. Thank you so much, Carol. This was actually a lot of fun. I I love talking about this. Actually, it's like you didn't expect it to be fun. Of course it was. 
I, I, of course, I, mean, I try to make everything in my life fun and positive, but this this was definitely fun, a time to sit back, think about what you've been through in the industry, where you've gotten from and where you are today and being able to share that with the listeners. So I am very grateful and very honored to be on the show and, and asked to do this. So thank you for the time and thank you for the opportunity and definitely look forward to seeing you in person soon. Everybody go to uh, Granville County, y'all. Go to Granville County. Thank you, Angela Allen, with the direct the director of the Granville Tourism Development Authority. Thank you so much, Carol. And that is visitgranvillenc.com. That's all we have today on interactions and attractions. Thank you all for joining us. Stay tuned every Monday and Friday for new releases and be sure to stay updated on what Uplift is doing through our social media. The Uplift program is funded under award 04790769 from the Economic Development Administration, U.S. Department of Commerce. The conversations, insights, and recommendations are those of the podcast production team and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Economic Development Administration or the U.S. Department of Commerce.